Uh, oh, yeah. Man, it was terrible. I hear you, man. It's it's a good feeling to get on the birds. I will say that uh, <laughs> I uh, had a dream last night about goose hunting. <laughs> First time in a long time I had a goose hunting dream. I literally, I dreamed that uh, I shot some geese and I was going out there to retrieve them in a canoe. And like one was literally, it was like stuck up in these bushes, um, mm-hmm. like buck brush pretty much. So there's goose sitting up there. And as I roll up, man, I can see like, it's like belly up and his legs are hanging down and it's got, it's double banded. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I was like freaking stoked. Like one, like one normal band and the other side was a colored band. I was like, Oh man, that colored band will look so cool in the lanyard, you know, in comparison to all the, <laughs> yeah. the normal ones. And I get over to the next yeah. goose and it's another double banded goose. <laughs> And same thing it had, but it was like, it had like a different color. So I'm like, Oh dang, now we got four bands <laughs> and I shot a both. <laughs> and, uh, and so then, um, then I started to try to like get the bands off. Like when I got them back, I'm sitting there like trying to like rinse these off with my fingers and like, you know, like in your, in your dreams, like you're just like, uh, you're not very uh, coordinated or nimble or like, you just can't, yeah, you can't yeah, do things yeah. right. And like, and uh, <laughs> I was like struggling so hard to get these bands off. And I was like working on the first one work and I finally got my fingers under it. And I was like prying as hard as I could. And like the act of trying to take the bands off, like woke me up in real life. <laughs> 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 oh man, it was such a letdown because I was so pumped about like the colored bands, you know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is such a silly thing, but I've oh. been having uh, waterfowl dreams for there for a while. If you remember, I was having them like all the time, and they're all I was inept in all of them. But I'm not having any anymore. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't in a long time either. But I just think it's like the nonstop goose hunting, and um, yeah, and like last night, even saw I saw some in the field just running the lows to get supplies for the bus, and uh, yeah, and I saw them out in the field. I stopped, tried to get permission. They're like, oh, somebody already hunts it. I was like, dang it, I'm like. Um, do you know who they are? Cause I'm trying to figure out if I knew them or not. And they said, no, uh, they didn't even know who it was. So apparently they probably just, you know, first, first serve or first come first serve on that one. So mm-hmm. uh, unfortunate, but the geese were, there's like, there's like a hundred geese in the field at the time I went by. So, you know, mm-hmm. well, well, yeah, I, um, I hit the record button. So I got that whole story in there. So let's just go ahead and jump oh, into cool. introductions. Um, but okay. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for another podcast. You got a little bit behind the scenes. We started just talking, rambling about stuff going on and and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm like, man, I need to hit the button. I need to hit the record button so you guys hear the the full goose story and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, tonight's video or video, wow, uh, tonight's podcast, I'm in video mode. We've been hunting and filming and editing so much lately, but... Tonight's podcast, we're going to be talking about our hunt updates. It's one of the fan favorites from in the past. Uh, you know, there's multiple podcasts. Last year, where we did just our hunt updates, the year before that, man, we were doing like an update every single hunt. We scaled it back a little bit, but now, today, we got a lot, a lot of hunts to talk about, more than we could cover at just the beginning of a topic. So, um, we're going to go ahead and share with you guys all the details of the hunts we've been on. Early season, I, I've been after the geese. Um, and man, it's been a ride. So it's been these last 15 days have been, uh, unbelievable. And so Elliot, you've been out on your teal hunting, Nebraska to Kansas. You've been having some awesome camps. Um, I love that tent. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about, um, on both our ends. Um, do you kind of got any general updates you want to do before we kind of get into 
um, the nitty gritty. I mean, all the updates I've got are just, just hunt related. I mean, like I said, it's man, this season has hit the ground. I know you've hunted more than I have, but for me, I'm starting, you know, my full-time job back again and I've been traveling and not, and been away on weekends. So it's like the start I'm start of the season has been a whirlwind of activity. I can't catch my breath because it's like <laughs> the editing. It's either driving or get, getting packing for a trip on the trip, unpacking from the trip. And at the same time, repacking for the next trip or editing yep. or being at my day job. It's like, <laughs> go, 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 go. It's just been nuts, but it's a lot I mean, of fun. That's what we want. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm not complaining. No, it's, it's just I'm a big not, change from I'm summer, Elliot getting to stay home uh, lounge on the couch to yeah. literally go go go, twenty four seven. I'm right there with you. So it's uh, I haven't played a game of Rocket League for like a month. <laughs> yep, <that's... laughs> I had someone contact me about Rocket League. They're like, "Oh yeah, you want to play on Rocket League?" I heard you talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> that's awesome. Nice. <laughs> like I don't have time to play video games. Anymore. Yeah, that's yeah, that's duck season for us, right? So, yep. Oh yeah. Um, I guess the only kind of general update I got, I'll talk about the bus, you know, guys, I'm on the grind to get that bus finished. So actually the next video comes out tomorrow, um, which this podcast won't be, it'll, it'll already be out. This one's coming out on Monday. So it'll be, if you look back in your subscribe feed, it'll be back, uh, three days over on YouTube, but the next video of the bus series, which is pretty cool. I got a lot of upgrades to it. A lot of things finished. Um, a lot of things set up to kind of have the final go. The next video I'm going to film, which is going to be um, from pretty much today through sometime next week. Well, uh, I have to be done by like Tuesday next week. I have to be done with the bus. So that'll be the final video um, because I have to pack on Wednesday. And then, yeah. So, yep, that's the only up- update I got. The bus is still turning, turning along. Ellie, you've been seeing it, Marcos. What are, you, what are you thinking of it? I'm excited about it. I know on the Marco, you were talking about someone sleeping in it during the uh, collective. And I was like, oh, yeah, come on, Matt. Let's go up to the Sand Hills and sleep in the bus. I want to make that video. I want to go on that hunt. I know it might take away from being with the group a little bit. But I, I, when you said that, my ears perked right up. <laughs> that would be it. That would be a good snag the bus. Yeah. <laughs> if I could snag the bus and get away with Matt and, or if it's three of us or whatever, it would just, yeah. No, we gotta, we gotta leave Matt. It'll just be you and me. We'll get, we'll get directions. I, I really, if I hunt the <laughs> sand hills, I will say if I hunt, see guys hunting the sand hills in Nebraska has been for, for ducks has been a dream of mine for years and I just haven't got it done. And there's just something about it. If I do it, I really want Matt to be there with me. He, cause I don't know why he's the Nebraska guy. And I just, yeah. I think I would much more enjoy it for some reason. I don't know why. I just feel like I would much more enjoy it if Matt was there when I do it. Yeah. No, I can see I that. I might cry. I made a little <laughs> shit. I'll drop a, like a, a canvas back or something because he shoots some canvas backs up there. And you'll look and there'll just be this one tear going down my cheek. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No, it should be It should be uh, definitely done by then. So good to go. Um, you know, it's just how much time I get to get the finer details. Like if we're, if we're sleeping in it in November, we got to have some heat. <laughs> got to have some heat in there. Yeah. Else you'll freeze. Yeah. So um, some of that stuff that's not quite done that we don't need in early season um, to get rolling like on this first hunt, which I need to check the weather, but <laughs> I don't I think. I got a zero degree bag, man. As long as it's above 35, I'm good. The the I mean, 35 and up, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it, but you want to be, I mean, I guess you want to like, oh. it's one thing to be like zero degrees hunt 
go out there, be cold, come back to the bus that's also zero degrees, and you know, yeah. So I've done it camping though, you know, yeah, it's not ideal. No, those nights are cold. Yeah, yeah. You want some heat to kind of warm up before you have to keep going in and out of the elements, but yeah, we'll get it done. Oh yeah, it'll be it'll be huntable by this. It'll be huntable by this uh, next week. So that's that's the goal. I'm working on it every night. And I believe I believe I'll be there. So super pumped about it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get a quick word from our partners and then we'll jump right into all the hunt updates. So first off, I'd like to give a big thanks to Onyx. Guys, if you're not using Onyx and the competition around you is you're 100% at a disadvantage. Guys, I've been using it nonstop right now. Early season is perfect for these early season goose hunts. You can go around. Silage fields are coming down. They're chopping them. You can just as quick as pulling up your phone to seeing it in the palm of your hand, click on that field where the geese are landing in the silage and find out the the landowner's tax information, drive right to their house, and at least you know. I did it last night, and I got to know. But at least I know, and I can move on to the next thing. Um, it's Also, guys, public land, you can see all the boundaries. So it's really the, the all-in-one kind of access information for the duck hunter. Um, check them out, guys. Onyx on the web or also... Uh, on your mobile, whether it's Android or Apple. And if you don't have the Motion Ducks decoy spreader, or even if you just have the single one, you really want to be running the double. And now is your time to get on Motion Ducks and decoy spreader system and buy it. Um, Jordan uses it every hunt. I use it every hunt. Well, last year I didn't use it on non-winning hunts, but I'm going to make that change. Because I think it's good enough that even to use it when there's wind on the water is really helpful as well. So it will upgrade your motion and your decoys. So like I said, if you're still using those old jerk, jerk rigs, it's time to upgrade to the best jerk rig system there is out there. Awesome. Use code DUCKGUN2020, 10% off over there at motionducks.com. And kind of to pair with that, guys, check out Banded.com, Banded, Avery, and GHG. Today, I just got a six-pack of the ProGrade HD Black Ducks, and they're going to be my confidence decoys this year. You know, it's Your order came in today? Yes, yes, I did. Oh, you didn't tell me. <laughs> well, now you know. <laughs> I haven't had a lot of time to talk to you about it yet, but yeah, um, yeah. the Black Ducks... That I'm, I got those specifically for confidence decoy because anyone that uses a coot is cuckoo and uh, <laughs> black ducks are way better because they're cool. Um, but those are going to be going on my motion duck decoy spreader. I'm going to put that on there. It's going to be my confidence decoys on the motion ducks. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. <clears throat> I'm pretty excited about using those and and running those confidence decoys. But banded.com, guys, it's the one-stop shop for waterfowl hunters from the decoys, from the hunting gear, camo, blinds. Oh, I, I ordered a, a blind stool. I was using a camp chair um, in the the panel blinds out in the field this last week, and it was just awful. So the guys around me, they had these tripod spinny stools, and I saw Bandit had one online. Quick ordered one of those. is coming right to me right now because that's a necessity. So anyways, it's a one-stop shop. Whatever you need for waterfowl hunting, check them out, banded.com. How much was that stool? I need a new one. How much was it? It's a hundred dollars. That's not bad. And is that, will that work in the marsh or is that dry? No, I, I don't think it'll work in, in the marsh. Uh, if it's like real marshy, now it's not like a marsh stool. It doesn't have like a spike 
with the prong. It would work in our it work in our boat well, probably. Yeah, it it work in a boat. I, I was thinking same thing. If I got um a few, I could put them in my blind out um in the snake swamp. You know, it gives you some options there. Yeah, cool. Well, um, let's talk about HDR, which I need HDR to, to send me this little piece for their um, gun stand that I need to finish mine. So I'll have to call HDR soon and have them send me that piece. But HDR has really good waterfowling um, equipment. They've got the um, A-frame, the uh, gun stand, and several others. It's really good products. I've used multiple products. There's in the layout lounge is I use constantly when I lay out and hunt. So um, HDR innovations innovations go check that out and grab some of their products awesome and without is that it elliot <laughs> uh well hunt stats oh yeah okay. yes there we go i will finish it off with hunt stats all right guys so if you have not been tracking your stats over at freelance hunt stacks freelance hunt stats elliot I can't say anything that has freelance in it without screwing up the name, I guess. <laughs> if you haven't checked out Freelance Hunt Stats, it's a website that Elliot and I are developing together. Elliot started it, and I jumped on um, kind of to help him out with some ideas that are a little bit unhinged, we'll say. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a great website for tracking weather data, for tracking um, your bird harvest numbers. Um, and that's the biggest thing I use for. I, I want to know which birds I killed um, from mallards to hens to uh, black ducks to Canada geese. At the end of the year, you can see the whole tally of them, everything that you personally shot. We're working on adding group numbers in there. I know a lot of people track group, group numbers as well. Um, but, you know, it's way better than kind of the pencil and paper journal that people have been doing forever. Um, we got it coming out on an app. We're working on that too. Right now it's a website, but the app is very very soon to coming out. Um, another really cool feature of it is the leaderboards. Um, just for fun, kind of seeing where everybody's at. Um, you know, uh, Elliot and I can kind of battle back and forth and see uh, where we're going to end from season to season. You guys heard us talking about that a little bit in the beginning of this podcast, so now you know what we're talking about. But it's the leaderboards on there, um, and Elliot crushes me every year. So <laughs> if I could win Not one this year, <laughs> oh, it's, Not this it's year. early in the season. I have no doubt that you'll be a Come in December yeah, with your you, five mallard you hunts. You got Ooh. me by like 60 points. That's a lot of mallards to catch up to that. Mallards are five points a bird um, is what we give them. Yeah. So, you know, that's. If I had to take a bet, I would still bet on you. Let's just say that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll it's see. been. I'll tell you, it's been an odd start to the season. So if, the, if how the season has started is any indication, it's been a really, really weird, weird beginning to the season. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll Who see. knows what it is, whether it's, uh, you know. Uh, the drought up north, you guys, are just kind of a fluke to the beginning of the season. Just time to time, that's just how how things roll. Um, but, yeah, I think that's uh, all we got for partners. So let's go ahead and jump into today's podcast. So like I said in the beginning, guys, we're going to go ahead and do our hunt updates. We've been um, going crazy on these hunts to get started. Elliot, I want to know about this tent. So let's start with your Nebraska. Okay. Um, so this is the second year we have gone to Nebraska to hunt the teal opener there. Um, last year I put out kind of an all call for anyone in Nebraska that might have, you know, want us to come hunt with them. Cause I wanted to hunt the teal opener. And I didn't know anything about the area. So my good friend now who's who we call the man now, Ben, uh, called me. And so we went out there and had a great time last year. And, and so he invited us to come again this year. 
But um, he wanted to hunt this reservoir, a little different place. And he's like, you know, I've got this wall tent and um, I'm thinking about buying it. So I'm going to try it out. And, and I'm like, I don't know what a wall tent is. And apparently it's kind of one of those. Good. Real quick. So um, last year, I mean, you guys absolutely smashed them in the corn. Yeah. Really kind of scenic Nebraska-esque little flooded corn till hunt. I mean, you absolutely smashed them. Did you have any kind of like yeah. reservations when he's like, hey, let's go try a reservoir instead of um, like this private spot that I got? Well, the private spot was dry. So there was, it was no option. And, and I trust, I've hunted with him enough now to know that he knows, he knows what he's doing. I've, I'm connected with him on hunt stats, which, so I can see his stats and, and I track them and everything. And so I know he knows what he's doing. And, um, so when he said that it was, I'm like, okay, I, I, I trust. I kept telling him, I was like, Hey, wherever you think, cause he was a little worried. I could tell like about the decision, like what, what I, my, I, my thoughts would be about it. I'm like, yeah, I trust you. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a good time. And then he's like, yeah, I think we're just going to camp right by the lake. I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds even better. I love camping by the lake. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to try to get the tent like hundred, 150 yards from where we're actually going to hunt. So I'm like, this is getting better and better every yeah. second. And so these wall tents are just massive canvas tents. It's like what people take up elk hunting. Now this wasn't a huge wall tent. Yes, but it was. It was well, and not compared to some of them. Okay, I mean, some of those that you see on like TV shows, they're like you know you have a kitchen area, and I, it was like I think twelve, twelve by twelve. Or I, something. I feel like you could have had like a whole episode on your campsite, but I because I had so many questions about it. Because again, I love camping. Um, I yeah. know like not everybody who hunts is big into it, and that's kind of why sometimes it gets left out of the videos, right? Because we're we're appeasing yeah. uh, some of the more general viewers, but you know, mm-hmm. um, I would. Uh, I would have loved to see more on that tent because even like I seen it, it was up already. I'm like, how do you put it up by himself? <laughs> you know, he so. drug all that stuff in there along like 300 yards along a shoreline. He took two trips to do it. And he's like, if I do this next year, you guys have to take Friday off because I yeah. cannot do that again. Yeah. And I, I planned on taking Friday off, but then I got that three day sickness, that COVID scare that they made me take three days off. I didn't have COVID. So I just couldn't take the day. I just couldn't. Mm. But yeah, he he he's the man. Um, so how do you put it up by himself up. though? Is it like easy to put up by yourself? I, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, I saw him help him take it down. I I don't know. Because hmm. that that's I'm the first sure. thing. I don't know. Most people probably just gloss over that. But like when I seen it, I'm like, how did like he get those posts up in the middle? And I don't know. I don't know either. He he's just an extremely talented individual. He's like one of those guys like. He waterfowl hunts, he pheasant and quail hunts, he has been, he was a bull rider and did a bunch of that for a while. It's like, you know, he goes up elk hunting. He's like one of those guys, you know, it's like, Mm. yeah, it's good. I think he's good with, um, what's I think he does leather. I think he does. A leatherman. Super talented, super talented. And now he's gotten into taxidermy and so now he's actually doing that as a job. So. Huh. You know, one of those ridiculous, like I can do everything really well kind of guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But and you know, so that tent is the type when we didn't have a stove in it, but you can. So you can have a burner in it. It's got a little flue out the top and everything. So so anyway, we had never been to this reservoir before. I had looked on it on, on X, and for some reason I thought it was a lot smaller than it actually was. It was actually a pretty good sized reservoir. So what, by the time we got the idea is we were getting to the reservoir, golden boy, my dad and I, and then we were putting the boat on and traveling across the lake in the dark to the tent. And I just didn't really think that much about that because I thought it was a fairly small lake, but it was like a three and a half mile, three, three and a half mile boat ride. And we had the boat 
you probably saw in the video, just loaded down with stuff. And I mean, we were trying to use Onyx the whole time to get to the point, but it's like in the dark on a lake that you've never been on before. It was fairly choppy, boat completely full. I, it never got to the dangerous point, but it got to the, I am ready to be there kind of point. This is a little more you know, adventurous yeah. than what, what I had thought it was. So we didn't actually get to the tent until like 11 o'clock at night. Is that way? How long and, did it take? Um, to cross the lake. Yeah. Um, shoot. Like, I don't know the exact time it took to cross the lake. It was at least, it was three miles. So it was at least 30 minutes. Cause the chop was big enough that, you know, um, you had to be a little careful and trying to, go to that point while someone's holding on to X and you're there. It's like, Oh, we're hugging the shoreline. So if I had been marking the, the, the route, I'm sure it was very zigzag <laughs> route mm-hmm. to where we were going and not straight across. So we got there and Ben's like, yeah, you know, we were hunting right over there, but maybe we should go look at it. So we got in the boat, all four of us and went just right around the corner. And so now it's like 12 o'clock and we're driving through the smart weed, this huge bed of smart weed kicking ducks up all over the place, trying to figure out where we're going to set up, you know, and the whole thing is just a massive adventure. So we get back to the, the tent and we found the perfect place set up. Nice hole. Ben hadn't even seen on his scout. Cause he actually scouted this with, with a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, isn't that crazy? Um, but we get back to the tent. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sleep in the boat because it's like 1230 at this point and we were we would have gotten up really early because it was our one spot it was right i'm not going to go through all that and be in 150 yards from my hunt spot and have some guy come beat us in you know so i'm like i'm just going to go over in the boat i'm going to set up the decoys i'm going to take an inflatable mattress and i'm just going to lay in the boat right there in the decoys because what's really the difference if you're not getting my bugs and the temperature's fine what's the difference between laying in the wall tent on a mattress versus laying in the boat on a mattress to me, it's like peace of mind. So, and plus then they get to sleep in longer. So that way I just sleep in the decoys and then I roll back to the wall tent, pick them up. I, I, I was there at five. So everyone got better sleep because I went out and slept in the decoys like that. So, and I actually have a whole section of that. I filmed that whole section just for Patreon. The, my, my ice sleeping thing because like you said there's so many things in our videos you want to put in but you just like well if you put too much stuff in people are going to leave and not want to watch it but people on patreon probably want to see it that kind of thing yeah and so we we are kicking up tons of ducks wearing that smart weight at night so we got in there in the morning and, and sun we were in the our boat with our boat blind all four of us first time we'd ever hunted the boat blind and um for the first like 15 20 minutes there was not much movement at all. And when you're teal hunting, if you've teal hunted a lot, you know, if you have a, if you're not, if you don't have teal in your decoy before shooting time, and if you don't have any of that first 20 minutes, normally that means it's going to be a bad day. I mean, it just doesn't normally work like that, but I don't know what the deal was because about 20 minutes after shooting time, all of a sudden these massive wads of teal, like I've never, ever seen before. Cause in, I was talking to Joel Strickland about this. I guess down south, most of when they're teal hunting, they're hunting big wads of teal. And where I hunt teal, it's not like that. We're we're shooting singles, doubles, groups of threes and fours consistently. We just don't normally get these huge wads of teal. Um, never have over the last 25 years. And I don't know why it's different there than here, but it just is. But this hunt, it was absolutely ridiculously big flocks of teal the whole the whole day. To the point where I was struggling a little bit, but Aiden and I were taking turns shot calling based on who was filming. 
And those bigger groups, it's really, really difficult to know when when to call a shot. Um, so if you watch like the Duck Commander videos, like their old videos and their hunt and teal, what they'll do is they let these groups circle like three or four times until the whole group settles in. And then they just pound a bunch of them. And so that was kind of my idea. But um, I think that Aiden and maybe even Ben were getting a it's, – it's really, really difficult when you've got a group of 50 um, sweeping right through the decoys. And on their second pass, you know, like a bird or two will fall out into the decoys. That's really hard not to call that shot and not to want to shoot that shot. It's yeah. really, really difficult. Yeah. But I just I, – I think if we had just been dedicated to being really, really patient, I think we probably could have actually settled these big flocks in. Um, but I mean, the shots we were getting were fantastic. We, there were sometimes five or six birds would fall out and five or six birds fell out of the group. We were just shooting. Um, but I just didn't have any experience with that. It was about a 20 minute period where it was like big group after big group after big group to the point where you just can't quite settle down. And, um, over the next, shoot, I think it was about an hour, just over an hour. And then we were, we were done with our, done with our limit, but it, it was, it was pretty funny because about, Halfway through the hunt, I made a declaration. I was like, Ben, because this was a gorgeous place, gorgeous lake. We're sleeping in this wall tent, right? And I'm like, this is an awesome trip. No matter, even if you don't shoot your limit, it's just an awesome trip. So I'm like, I'll tell you what, Ben, after the two hunts you took us on last year, if we limit on this hunt, your nickname is going to be The Man, and I'm changing it in my phone, and you're just going to be The Man. That's going to be your name because you just keep setting us up with these most epic hunts. And so it got down to, we all had our limit and my dad only had three. So he needed three more <laughs> and the pressure was, the movement was slowing down. So it's this whole, I was like, well, dad, it's up to you. If you can't get this done, Ben's not the man, you know, I'm kind of joking around about it. And these three green, it's about actually about five green wings came and sat right on the water and three of them just lined up my perfect. And my dad sluiced three with one shot. <laughs> so and so he shot his limit and then, you know, Ben is now it's been the man in my phone and in Aiden's phone too. So it was pretty funny. It was like one of those camaraderie moments that you're just oh, all yeah. laughing and having a great time. And, yep. and it was just a phenomenal hunt. The only thing that I regret about the hunt is the way we set up the boat. The second day we went in there and I won't give a lot of time to the second day hunt, but the second day we went in there, we went to the same spot. We had scouted the lake. We just couldn't find anything better. And so we set up looking the opposite direction from where we did the first morning so we could see the whole bed of smartweed. Where the first morning, we kind of set up in the middle of the smartweed, and these big groups were circling around us. And so it became harder to film like that because, you know, as they swing behind you, it's just really difficult to get that type of footage. If, if we had been set up day one where we were day two, all these big wads of teal would have been working right out in front of us where we could have seen them the whole time. Cause there's nothing cooler than a big group of teal as they all bank. And you see those wing patches, all those blue, you know? Oh yeah. And so visually for the filming, I feel like I just missed the opportunity to have some of the coolest, the coolest teal footage I've ever had because I counted some of these flocks were like one flock. I counted on video was 70. That's a huge flock of teal as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> 70 birds. You oh, know? yeah. That's a huge flock of anything. That's a huge flock of blackbirds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. And they were like swinging around us. They're like circling us like two or three times. And so that's really thrilling and exciting. But visually, I just, oh, I wish we would have been set up in a little different place. But I'm not going to complain too much because we did all limit out that day. Um, 
and it, and it was super fun. The, the second day, Aiden actually slept in the boat the second night. He had a great time. He really enjoyed it. But um, we only had about – we had two group passes of which we killed eight. Aiden and Ben killed five out of the first pass, and me and Ben killed three. Actually, we killed four. I shot a triple but lost one. Uh, so we shot really, really well, and all the birds were right down in front of us. But the movement just wasn't it just wasn't there. So we ended up with eleven the second day. But if you're hunting a hole like that two days in a row, especially when you're hunting those big flocks of birds, so like all those birds you're shooting at instead of just twos and threes, you know, mm-hmm. um, shooting eleven the second day, we felt really happy with, and it was a fun hunt, and um, I re- I fully enjoyed it. So the whole weekend was just was just fantastic. Aiden awesome. even got to uh, um, get on the jet ski and kneeboard <laughs> and stuff. So. It's like that's a unique like, too, huh? Isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? No. <laughs> you should have you should have had the the jet ski over there to retrieve ducks. <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would if you didn't have dogs, but you guys had dogs, mm-hmm. so but that would have been and Georgie was totally steady, hundred percent steady the whole time. She made a couple nice blind retrieves. So it, that's awesome. it was great. It was a great weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely watching the videos. It looked like uh Super, like you said, adventurous going out there. And those, I love adventures and I love, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, I love adventures just by themselves. And when you can pair them with um, having awesome hunts, uh, then it's like, you know, that's, that's where it's at for me, man. That's, <laughs> so that's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, great. You guys get out there on the Nebraska stuff and, and, uh, you know, Ben is the man for getting you on that for sure. He certainly is. Yeah, he's he came and hunted with us last year at, at our spot too. So it probably ended up being a lifelong friend type of thing, which is really really great. Oh yeah, really great, awesome. All right, let's go ahead and talk about my Michigan hunt. So we actually opened up on the first for Michigan. So it's going back a little bit, and um, you know, getting out there on our first hunt. And all these guys, all these hunts are up on YouTube too. So uh, from the Teal Hunts and Elliot over there, Freelance Duck Hunting and mine as well and Duck Gun Chronicles on YouTube. But uh, so that was opener. Uh, man, it was it was almost a surreal feeling going from like just the grind of putting all the content out to like a different grind, just getting up early, driving up to Michigan. Um, I took the day off work to go up there and get on some honkers. And I went with Kevin's, the Kevin's. And uh, I wish I had a cool nickname for them, but <laughs> yeah, you've um, got to come up with a nickname. I'm, man, I'm just like K one, K two. I just call them the Kevin's, or the I, I was calling them the Michigan Boys for a while. Um, I don't know. I think K one or K two or K squared or K cubed. I don't know. You got to come up with that. Let's come up with. Something. I like the Michigan Boys, honestly, but um, yeah. or the Kevin's for some reason in conversation. The Kevin's, the Kevin's isn't bad. The Kevin's slide off, but I feel like uh, saying the Kevin's doesn't sound as like cool as being like the man like you know <laughs> like, <laughs> well have they i mean i know that they're good they're great hunters from what I've seen. yeah i mean they're they, killers do they deserve man. the man title though? i mean do they uh, deserve that title yet have they really earned that i don't know man game? uh it's a uh, you know we're comparing to apples to oranges they took me on they take me on some really good michigan hunts and you're getting somebody who's taking you on like pristine like nebraska out there in like the the wilderness they <laughs> hey. don't have the they don't have the opportunity to, <laughs> to oh, i think people in michigan would argue that point michigan's a pretty sweet oh state. And i'm not okay but i'm saying bird numbers it's a sweet state i love michigan uh i love yeah. the the outdoors and all that and uh the areas you can get and you know nature and adventures there's tons of adventures out there but it doesn't matter if you have all the habitat, but you don't have the birds. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. all I'm saying is like, you can't compare, but it's like the man, we take you on these sick 
<laughs> teal hunts, right? Like where yeah. there's just hundreds and hundreds. Well, we just ain't going to see them no matter where we go in Michigan. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, back to the, back to the hunt. So they do, they do take me on an awesome hunt. So the first hunt of the year um, we get out and I've actually hunted this spot with them a couple times in the past. Um, but it's this private lake. Um, and I guess it's private. Michigan's water laws are weird. I'm going to have to explain this now. Cause I think, I think we talked about this a little bit in the past, but it's like a pie shape and the landowners on public water own the ground under the water. And you can't hunt in those pieces of pie without having permission from the landowner. If that makes sense. So they put a point in the middle of the lake, even if it's a public lake, like public water, unless it's public land around it, it doesn't matter. Does that make sense to you, Elliot? Did I explain it well? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't fully understand the pie analogy, but I understand what you're talking about. I think. Yeah. So if someone has a house on a public lake, public water, you could fish what on it. Pie. Then the the DNR they draw a point in the middle of the map, and f- the corners of everyone's property. If you drew a line from their corners of property to the center of the lake, that would mm-hmm. be their piece of pie on the lake. Oh, really? so okay. even if it's okay. a public okay. lake for fishing. On hunting, you have you. to have permission in that piece of pie from the landowner. So when I'm saying public gotcha. or private, gotcha. I don't even know what to call it. I just know that they mm-hmm. have to have permission on that piece of pie, um, even if it's public water. But Okay, so, I got that. that yeah. So I don't know if we call it public or private lake, but okay. Anyways, back to it. It's a small lake. Um, lots of birds use it. Lots of vegetation. Um, we get out there that first day, early in the morning, get out to the spot. and We, just, we actually just push the canoes and kayaks up on a bog. Um, and like a bog, it's like a, it's like a waterbed. I don't know how to explain it. Explain mm-hmm. it. It's like a waterbed of vegetation. So you can't stand on it because your foot will just push through it. But if you have enough surface area, like a canoe, you can stand in the canoe. So that's what we did. We, we stood on our canoes and hunted and it was just, it was just a great hunt. First, the first flock of geese came overhead. It was a passing shot. Um, we, we shot four out of it. Um, but then after that, every single bird after that just cupped right in the decoys, literally feet down, um, sliding into the decoys, like almost touching the water. Uh, some of them, I think, were even touching the water by the time we shot. So <laughs> that's the old fumble special, right? Try to hit them right before they oh, hit yeah. the water. Right as their feet. He used to say, when we thought it was illegal to water spot, he used to say it was inches before their feet touched the ground. We had this big debate. It's actually what fueled us figuring out that water swatting was legal. Yeah. Because he, I, I was like, dude, you are water. Those are on the water. Anyway, yeah, fumble special. Fumble yeah, that's, special. That is, that's a good word for it, the fumble <laughs> special. That's how all of them were all morning, every single one. We did have one group of three that we shot like 10 yards off the water as they cupped in. So, you know, um, but it was just, it was just awesome to have geese working in like that. And we ended with, uh, we ended with 11 between the three of us. Um, and yeah, it was just awesome to get out there on the water and, uh, we just had a great way to start the season. So, <laughs> um, let's, let's fast forward a little bit to my Indiana hunts because these Michigan ones, I mean, I thought those were amazing <laughs> and they were, they were, I'm not saying they weren't, uh, beautiful scenery, all that kind of stuff. Um, but then my Indiana hunts, man, I've been having like just a whirlwind of successful goose hunts. I had another one with Kevin. We shot four um, and then jumped to Indiana, which opened the next weekend. So this is we've been opening Indiana for like four or five days. And we've been getting on these goose hunts in the field, dry field, silage, cut silage, um, panel blinds, silhouettes out there. And. Um, the birds again, like they've just been working unbelievable. We're shooting, 
birds right up in our face, um, just piling them up. We shot a five-man limit on opener, um, and then two days later, on that same field, we shot just two in an evening hunt too, an evening hunt. We shot two shy of a six man limit. So, wow. Nice. <laughs> and I've been, getting, and are these big groups or singles or big, what? big groups? We've been finishing just do, doing it the whole way down. Doing just I mean, some of them circle, uh, some of them were family groups. Some of them are big groups, not very many small singles or doubles, you know, like, uh, almost everything has been, these big groups. Um, but what's crazy is I, I mean, I know it's still early season, but it just early season. What's, what's so crazy is like how responsive these birds are to the call compared to, to late season. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I've been blown away by (laughs) just, it seems like I can't, I can't do anything wrong on any of these hunts. Um, I'm still, I still say I'm just a little shaky on my shooting, man. I've had so many where, um, I go back and watch the shot cam, man. I'm just leading. I'm leading these birds by like half a bird, but they're like so close that my pattern's just not hitting them. I'm running a modified yeah. choke. So, mm-hmm. uh, but if you go watch my videos, cause I've been putting, uh, my shot cams and all of them, you can see them like right on them. And one that's going to be out, actually it's going to be out the same day as this podcast next Monday. Um, I, sh- I shoot at a goose at like, I kid you not like five yards. And, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I pull up and the shot cam goes like right in front of his face. And when I slowed down it, like frame by frame to see it, it's like a softball of shot, like whizzed in front of his beak. It's like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> then I proceeded to uh-huh. go over three on him. But, um, that first shot, man, if it would have hit him, I mean, whew. so, um, I guess there is a thing as, as too close. So, <laughs> yeah. But this is it doesn't uh, feel like it. It's fun to shoot them close. It does, yeah, it is. Um, it, I will say that uh, if anyone ever doubts, like the panel blind, the A frame style and field, even like I'll even hear people say it about like cut silage or whatever. I don't know why people people kind of pick certain things like oh, A frames don't work in this or panel lines don't work in this. Um, and <laughs> I just I just don't think it could be more wrong. And I know less and less people are saying that. The more it goes on, but it's like I'm I'm never ever gonna go to a layout again. I just don't want to. Um, same thing. Like I mean, we hunted this on Saturday, and we hunted on Monday, like two days apart, and like same thing. I mean, they were no reservations at all about coming straight to our spread, straight to the decoys, um, landing. They're just you know, they're just doing it. So I, again, I know it's early season, but we don't have an issue late season. So um, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to throw that in there. Um, and then I will add my last update as well as I took the duck torpedo out on the first hunt uh, with the boat. So that one's up on YouTube now too, Elliot. And I, you probably haven't had time to check it out cause it came out today. Um, but man, I love that little boat. So <laughs> I, I have been so busy. I have not watched a single uh, hunting video from any of the collectives people yet. And now I don't have any editing for the next till Saturday afternoon. Now it's like, I've got tomorrow, Friday. I'm going to try to get in and binge watch your videos. That's just how busy I've been. It's just, I haven't, I've been able to watch a single one. I'm hurt. No, I'm... it's coming. It's coming. It's <laughs> just, just your time. Yeah. I definitely want to oh, watch yeah. them. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know, I know what it is like in season, but, um, so this hunt we got on, I actually, I went around and scouted, and I couldn't find like any birds. And so I literally, literally like this is a full like send, like wing it kind of um, all the places I looked, no birds. And I, f- 
I had like I seen like birds in the area, like in a pond that was, um, I'm gonna say 500 yards away from this gravel bar. So this pond's not even on the river. You know what I mean? So I see geese in this pond, and so I'm like, all right, well, I'm really gonna wing it. And I text the guy that's going with me. His name's Devin. Um, and I'm like, hey man, this is like a full send like uh, expectations. I have no idea, but it's either that or don't hunt. So, um, we, we go for it. He's like, yeah, whatever. Let's just, let's just give it a, give it a go. And so we, we roll out to there. The first spot we checked didn't see any bird sign. I'm like, shoot, that was like my number one spot. I thought that's where it was going to be. Actually, it was where I hunted opener last year. Um, tons of birds on that time when I scouted it and we sat up on there and we killed some birds. But anyways, so I went to the next gravel bar, um, that was in the area and which is actually further away from that pond. And sure enough, there was goose crap on it. So like, that was it. That's all we had to go off on it. And we set up on it. So, <laughs> um, and then we talked about, we're, we're just first light. We didn't really hear any geese. We heard like one, maybe in the distance, saw a bunch of wood ducks. That was great. Like nice little show of, of actual seeing waterfowl, even though we couldn't shoot them. It's always fun. First light. Uh, then we got to talking about what time we we're going to leave. So what time, Elliot, what time would you leave? on a gravel bar morning hunt on the river. How long does it take you to get in there? Um, it didn't take, it was, I don't know. Honestly, I've never timed it. Um, but I guess more of the thought is like, when are the birds going to come back? Um, it's morning. That's right. Morning hunt. You said I would always, I'm always set up by shooting time. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, it's nothing. No, we, yeah, we got in there by shooting unpleasurable time. about watching the sunrise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'd the, be set up by shooting time. The sure. question actually is like, what time to leave? Sorry, to leave the hunt to go home and not leave to get to the hunt. But um, we're oh, debating. Man, I on, don't know. We're be- debating on what time we should leave the hunt. Yeah, I don't know enough about enough about geese on a on a situation like that to really tell. I mean, I tend to I tend to stick it out and just wait if I don't have anything to do that day. Yeah. And I think there's any chance there are some days where I'm like, I don't want to wait two hours for a possible another bird or two. Mm-hmm. And then there's days where I do. And especially when it comes to mallards, I tend to have a lot more patience to wait like an extra two hours for a mallard or two than I will like teal or I feel probably like, even Canada's honestly, I feel like ducks. If it almost feels like they're more, um, they're less on a, a time schedule. They're more just like sporadic mm-hmm. here and there. Uh, if you sit at a yeah. spot for a while, you could just have a solo come in. You could have a pair. You could, you know, and then mm-hmm. there's big bursts where it's like a bunch of flying activity. But that's how ducks feels. You, it feels like you're always in the game if you just sit there. For geese, man, you could sit in a field and they just might not come in the morning. And then they won't, and yeah. they'll all just start coming at once in the evening. Or maybe they just won't come all day. You know, and it's early season, it's like mm-hmm. that. Late season when it's super cold, it's like that. So for me, it's like, I mean, the geese are on a time clock where it seems like at a certain time they start flying and then they're done. And then, you know, so it's more like kind of sporadic. So anyways, um, we talked about it and we'd been sitting there. It was like nine o'clock. Shooting light was at like 645. Um, And since the wood ducks in the first 15 minutes, we hadn't seen anything. We're just sitting there. I'm like, ah, well what do you think about like leaving it like 10? Like, let's give it till 10. And he's like, man, if, if, uh, if I were you, if we're going to stay all the way to 10, we might as well stay till 11, um, to give him more time to get out of yeah. the dry field. And that yeah. was like, yeah. you know, and I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Let's just stick it out. But you always have that temptation to, 
to leave because you're just sitting there mm-hmm. for, I mean, literally like four hours, you know, three, four hours with nothing happening. And then the geese, you know, they, they get up and they come back for their, their afternoon loaf. Um, and then too, I was like, maybe that was all wood duck poop <laughs> that I was seeing on the, the gravel mm-hmm. bar. You know, he starts playing tricks on you. You know, if you would have seen like goose prints and feathers and, you know, but it was big enough poop. It was most definitely goose, but you still have those like, uh, thoughts i guess so anyways he he suggests that we leave at 11 well it was it was like 10 50 when those honkers came rolling down the river i mean they gave us two honks we jumped into position and we're like hunting in like mud behind this down tree um and they just i mean they without even thinking twice they just cup right in we had some floaters and some silhouettes on the gravel bar um and they cupped right into it and we pull up to shoot and right before we went to shoot, um, another flock of four just comes right over the trees and tucks right in there. So we just stand there. We, like, freeze. We're aiming at the birds. And then right before the other, the group landed, uh, I called the shot. So um, I did get some comments about people not s- saying that I wasn't shooting my lane. So um, I will, like, when you hunt with people, you always have um, kind of built-in communication and me and me and Devin have not hunted very much together. So I shot at the the flying birds, and he shot at the the birds on the water. So that's kind of where our lanes crossed. I just kept following the the flying birds, and he shot at the the ones on the water. So when you watch it, Elliot, you can kind of give well, me your opinion on also, it. Also, how many birds were there? About twelve, maybe. Two shooters. Yep. Lanes don't exist in that situation. You got two people and twelve birds. Yeah, what's, what's, I mean, as long as you're as long as you're not like unsafe with your shot, the lanes doesn't don't matter if you have twelve birds and two guys. That's enough to just shoot whatever you want. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, for sure, pro- probably. Um, but it was it definitely was a little if bit. There's like, like three or two or something. Then you yeah, know, you can still end up on the same bird. But, but, yeah, but you can. But yeah, so I don't know. I guess I just wanted to to clear that up with people. I mean, I don't know. I think that the best thing would have been to be like, hey, let's shoot the flying birds or whatever. You know what I mean? Opposed to mm-hmm. like, because then it did. He was, our, our our lanes did cross, right? So, um, and he couldn't really swing the same way I could because there was a tree, like a down log that was blocking his mm-hmm. his swing to the left. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, we knocked down three out of that flock. Actually, we knocked down four. Um, it was like, they just, you know how early season birds are. Um they just kind of they didn't they didn't even know what was up. I feel like even after we started yeah. shooting. So, um, but yeah, it was pretty crazy. So, very that was a very cool hunt too. To sit there and wait for the four hours. I love water hunts. I love like little gravel bar hunts like that, and I love getting out there with a the little boat. So, um, this early season has been extremely. Uh, what's the right word? I don't even enjoyable. Like enjoyable. I've had a good mix of everything. I've gone out with the Kevins to Michigan. We hunted a small lake in our kayaks and canoes, just tucked up in natural vegetation. I've done two wildly successful dry field hunts. You know, me and Kevin did another um, big water hunt where we shot a few. We shot four. Um, we did the gravel bar one where we shot a few. So it's just like I've had a wide variety and had success on everything. So <laughs> it's just like, um, couldn't put together a more enjoyable early goose season. So we still actually have 
this weekend left this weekend um of early goose so uh but even if it if even if i got skunked in the rest of my hunts it would be the most successful like early season most fun i've had in an early season um ever so yeah i can tell how how excited you are i'm so glad you got two good starts i know after last year you worked so hard and it wasn't just like you had a bad year. You were starting to get really discouraged just about <laughs> your hunting grounds in general. There were several statements like, I just think that, you know, you were kind of doom and gloom about Indiana hunting a little bit. And so I think that with your snake swamp and your fresh start, I can tell you're just completely rejuvenated on, you know what, I can have a lot of success in this area and I can go on these hot streaks. And so I'm really glad you started off. Started oh, yeah. Off. Yeah, we'll see how long it lasts, but uh, yeah, you're right. It's definitely a a good fresh uh, breathe of fresh air. It was like every little thing I tried last year because I tried some some trips in early season, um, and they just didn't nothing nothing panned out. I'd go out there for for till, and like people would be shooting limits like the day before, and then nothing. And then I you know I'd go on a hunt with the Kevins, mm-hmm. and we'd get skunked. And the next day they're shin- sending me piles of of birds, you know, like pictures of piles that of birds. That happened and, over and over. And oh over. yeah. And then I'd go and I'd try to hunt this wheat field and we'd like, you know, it just wouldn't go as planned. So, um, yeah, yeah. this year has been totally different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's go ahead. Uh, you got your Kansas opening weekend. Oh, what a crazy, crazy weekend this was. So, um, I had a, the greatest group of guys there. In fact, compliment to you actually i was talking to these guys and i was like you know what if i was to hand pick a bunch of guys to hang out i was like this would probably be it and i was like i'd probably invite jordan too it's like this group and jordan because <laughs> it was just such a great group of guys my dad dan aiden was there um jake from chasing green which he and i are becoming pretty close we talk on the phone a lot and then joel from surviving duck season he's a great guy just a really really great group of guys to hang out with so we we had gotten an airbnb down here and we typically do the camping thing and after i I think i may have screwed up because i'm not sure i can go back to camping (laughs) after the airbnb it's like showers and electricity and a good bed and Mm -hmm. kitchens and refrigerators it was awesome it was great but um so we got there thursday and so we had all day friday to scout this area um traditionally it's just lights out on the opener but we were really low on water about 60 percent of the water of normal so you know decent water but not not like normal and i knew that the bird numbers were you know there's some birds around but it probably wasn't going to be like like normal um so friday we did a bunch of scouting we had three different groups um broken up so jake and i were together Dan and Aiden were together and then Joel and my dad were together. So we were like covering, we were there at shooting time and we made, we sat down and made a whole plan. Here's where you're going to scout. Here's where you're going to scout progression. A, B, thing. And, and man, like by 10 30 in the morning, we were feeling really, really depressed. We were finding some birds, but I mean, looking really, really bad. Is it, is and it so worse finally, than the, the time I came out there as far as the birds yes. you're finding? Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's rough. Um, yeah, that that time you came out, we had two what we felt like were really good, really good spots. And after our scout, we had a spot where there was a lot of birds that were co- congregating, well, several hundred birds that were congregating on a big mud flat area. And that was like it. That was our option. Um, there was other places we found a few birds here and there, but those are like high traffic areas. And so this area, we thought, well, 
there's quite a few birds up against this shoreline and and so we think we can we felt somewhat optimistic by by the time we were done scouting we felt somewhat optimistic just because we went from not seeing any birds to finding some that we thought were were huntable and so um didn't feel too bad but i mean when it's like you think you have one spot you've got to get to that spot mm-hmm. there was no bc we've had day we've had times out there where it's like we've got seven options that i feel good about yeah but this was like it this was our option so i, I told everyone's like i'm gonna get up super early and go hold down this spot and if you guys want to come in later that's fine whatever and so i laid in bed at 10 30 is when i got into bed and i had been communicating with this arkansas um, friend of mine named keegan and um we actually we we've texted back and forth a bunch over the last three or four years, we've never actually met in person. So we actually met in person that day. Wait, is that just a great guy? Is that and the guy? So he, is that the guy who posted mm-hmm. on the fellowship with like just uh, a band till and is that somebody else? He went. Yes, this that's that guy. Kid, no, that's him, and he is <laughs> a slayer. This. So we went. I'm serious, man. He went up. Go ahead. I was just I, from the post. I was just asking. It, it, he's the guy who went up. Like hunted for a week and shot like limits every day and abandoned till and yes was he solo yeah no he was some days it was him and another guy some days it was up to five guys but he was up there I think he hunted like seven out of eight days and limited every single day jeez every day in Nebraska every day in Kansas and I mean he just has a nose for birds because I I know this area like the back of my hand so I got to kind of see um how he was going through his progressions of scouting and stuff. And I think he just has instincts for it because he was like, we we're texting back and forth. So I know where he scouted on the first place. I know where he's going. And he was just on it. He was like scouting. He's never been here before. He was scouting these spots and where he's ended up set up was really creative and really hard to get to. And they shot a three man limit in there. And our, our, neither of our group shot a limit. I mean, he just has a nose for birds. I'm telling you this kid just has a nose for birds mm. um, but anyway i get a text from him at 10 40 and he's like because we were both going in from kind of the same area but we weren't gonna we were gonna be like 400 yards apart but he's like hey there are four guys trucks in the parking lot camped out right now and so i had just gotten into bed and i'm like well i'm going in <laughs> that's just all there's to it i'm going in i gotta go because they were they had like a campfire set up and which to me me, I, I, I'm, I don't even want to coach people on this. You're not safe until you're in your spot. So yeah, uh, these these four trucks are in the parking lot. They had a fire going, illegal fire, by the way, which they got in trouble about and had to dig it. I know their managers out there. It's like, yep, I gave him a <laughs> the managers. I gave him a shovel and told him I better not be able to see it when I come back. <laughs> so those guys had to hide. You can't just get in a parking lot and build a huge fire. That's just not the way it works. Uh, you just can't do it. You can't do it legally. You can do it, but you may be handed a shovel by the game manager and told to fix it. So anyway, I hopped out of bed at 1030. Everyone else was sleeping. And it was me, my dad, and Joel hunting together. And then Dan, Aiden, and Jake hunting together. And we were hunting about 300 yards apart. So, um, But we could we would be able to see each other. But I'm like, I'm not going to get up. I am I know those guys have the fire right now. So I'm not going to take the chance that they walk this particular direction and get my spot. There's just no way. So Georgie and I jumped in the truck and got in there and I pulled way too heavy of a sled. I, th- I thought this was going to be great because I was like, oh, it's just cut trail. Can, so can I ask you a question so real cut. quick? What? So those guys were in a parking lot. You went to like a different parking lot and walked in or what'd you do? 
Well, I had private access to uh, to get into this spot. Okay. Um, it's the area that Aiden and Josh and my dad. So I had I had private access where I could make the walk shorter. And I didn't think that they were probably going to my spot because it would have been a treacherous walk from where they were at, but I didn't want to chance it. So I just, I drove by him, took a right, went into the private field. They couldn't even, they didn't have any clue who I was or what I was doing. And just, they never saw me. Okay. All right. And, and Keegan, Keegan snuck through a bean field right by him because he, we were texting back and forth. He's like, yeah, it's like, we kept our lights off and we snuck right pa- through this bean field right past him. <laughs> like, Dude, yeah. That is sneaky. That's so- I know. I, I just texted him. I was like, you are my kind of guy, Keegan. He's freaking ninja move right there. He's a little badass. I'm telling you, I love that kid. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I got to watch in the in the dark when those guys started to walk in and find out he was there because I could see their lights going towards him that way and everything. And like, I bet they weren't too happy about that. <laughs> but hey, where'd they go? Parking lot is not. That's not holding down nothing. You've got to. Uh, well, right as far as he was, and I think they actually still did decent on their hunt. Okay. Talking to him, which I scout. See, that's what I don't get. I need to talk to Keegan because I scouted that same area where he hunted, and I need to get his reasoning as to why he set up there. Because when I was there, I didn't see any birds in that area. We set up right where the mass of the birds were. The spot I got that we went to was, in my way of thinking, the number one spot on that pool, um, other than the wind direction. But I thought, well, teal don't really matter, and he had the number one spot on. So I need to talk to him about his progressions in his mind as to why he chose that spot but um anyway so georgie and i get in there pull that sled way too heavy through the soft dirt which you do not want to sled in soft dirt by the way it is god awful um (laughs) and i got in there and by now it's like one o'clock and i find georgie and i walk out through the cattails i didn't put out the decoys yet i'm like okay i'm here's where i'm gonna set up i just want to know exactly where i'm gonna set up and then i went back there and found a really nice plot to lay down it was like this dry bank where a little head where i could lay my head and it, and it was great the bugs weren't bad at all nothing i was like this is wonderful and so i lay there for a while and i got up at four o'clock because every noise is i'm afraid someone walking in or something because i'm just a neurotic um and so i get up at four and i'm like okay and now i'm gonna i think i'm just going to set up the decoys up now and i walked back out into the cattails and georgie's with me and i look down and there's all this algae stuff there i'd never seen before and, and I'm like, oh, crap. I, I'm thinking maybe this is blue-green algae, which if you're unfamiliar with blue-green algae, if it's letting out the toxins, if it's blooming, it can kill a dog within 15 minutes. 15 minutes to two days, your dog can be dead. Uh, it just attacks their liver. And and so um, I took a couple pictures of it, and I sent it to a friend who's a biologist, and he's like, he's like I think that it is. Now, you can't quite tell from pictures, but they there had been – blue green algae in the area and that it had gone away but then on on extreme heat it pops back up so i wasn't sure whether it was or was not blue green algae i know i've been in Kansas my life and i've never seen anything that looks like this so and georgie had been in it at one o'clock when we were walking around through the uh cattails and that was right after we had walked in so i just assumed that she had drank it drank the water out of it now we were only in about three inches of water but I just assumed that when we we're out there, she probably drank it. And so I'm like, what in the heck am I going to do? I just have no idea whether Georgie's drank this, how much she's drank it. I've got like 8% left battery on my phone. And so I'm texting my dad 
And long story short, I, we just, I walked out. I actually passed. I'm like, I am not about to hunt my dog in this stuff. And I have no idea if she's going to start showing symptoms of this. So I, we figured out what the symptoms were. My dad talked to a, um, an emergency hotline to kind of what to look for and everything. And, and apparently there's really not much you can do for them once they ingest that. And at this point, her first exposure to it was like one thirty, And by now it's like five. So I was just kind of freaking out. So we went back to my dad and I just went back to the Airbnb. We washed her all up, watched for symptoms. So I just, I missed the whole, whole opener. I missed it all together, but so that really, really sucked that day. But at that point, I would, as long as she wasn't showing symptoms, that's a good day. Because, I mean, just if all of a sudden my dog's dead, you know, how awful that would be. Oh, yeah. So that was that was my opener. And Joel actually did not have a very good hunt. He, he had a cameraman with him. And he said he could have swatted two or three-man limit. Um, but he was just trying to get really good footage of birds and stuff. So he, he didn't even shoot at him. I'm like... I would have swatted myself a limit, I'm guessing, uh, in that situation. But but Aiden's group and them, they shot like 16, so they had a pretty they had a pretty good morning. Oh yeah. pretty good morning. Awesome. And so then the next hunt, the next day, um Dan and I and my dad went out and Aiden and Joel and Jake went out. And so the scout was like, we just there wasn't hardly any birds around at all. So I just decided, you know what? This is the best teal pool on the complex. I know this complex. I know this is the traditionally the best pool. I knew they had a three bird average in that pool the day before. I'm, we're just going to go into our very best spot. It's the place I hunted with Ben from Foulfront. Um, the exact same hole that I don't know if you remember that video, that teal video oh, where we yeah. shot our limits. Yeah, that was a good one. So we just blind hunted that. And I'm like, I don't know. We ended up shooting six and it was a super fun hunt because, you know, expectations is everything. And if you think you might get skunked and all of a sudden before, before shooting time, you've got a pack of 10 coming right into the decoys and, and there's like hundred percent more movement than you expected. And you end with six, it seems like such a great hunt because you're thinking you may get skunked, right? So we had a really, really enjoyable hunt that morning. We had the, the last group, we had three and we had three birds come in. My dad killed one. I killed one. Dan killed one. And so it's like that at that point in this video actually post tomorrow is going to post tomorrow. The blue green algae video, by the way, is going on Patreon. It's just, I didn't quite get enough footage to want to put it on YouTube. I didn't do a, quite a good enough job of vlogging through that whole thing, but I I've got enough, the scouting day and the blue green algae day that, that the whole video is just going to be on Patreon. So if you want to see that it's um, freelance duck hunting, I'm sorry, it's patreon.com slash freelance duck hunting. If you want to see that old blue green algae scare, that I had, but um, the teal hunt on the Sunday was a lot of fun. It really, really was enjoyable. I love those little prairie marshes. I love that hole. Um, of course, there was guys a little bit cl- too close to us. In fact, I got sprayed where I was looking up at these birds they had shot at, and all of a sudden, shots land all around me, and I actually felt it. It's like only the second time in my life I've actually felt the shot hitting me, but it was a long shot they took at birds that I did not think were teal. We'll just say that. <laughs> and winged one and lost it. Oh, well. So call it what you want. <laughs> yeah. And that sounds like spray and pray. All righty. Well, and I had it. They sp- they sprayed and it landed all over me. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's uh, it's pretty cool that we both have such different um, opener styles from the till and the goose. Um, I definitely want to get back out there one of these years and um, 
get after some till. My only reservation right now is that, yeah, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but um, I'd have to drive like 15 hours. So that's, uh, or yeah. maybe it's, maybe it's like 13. I don't know. But either way, it's just, a, that's a bit of a hike for me. Um, if you ever, yeah, if, if I could ever get on one that was closer to like eight or nine hours, that would be a lot more, uh, I guess, palatable to think about. Or maybe <laughs> so catch a cheap airline flight yeah nobody flies out to the boondock whatever the podunk middle dust part of uh (laughs) kansas i don't think but who knows well Um, you just have to find a kci yeah yep there's definitely some options there that i can see in my future so um but yeah i think this is probably a good place to wrap it up guys um we're both excited and coming up next i mean we still got some teal hunting from Elliot. Uh, I got goose opener this weekend. Before we know it, guys, we'll be on the big ducks. I, I got the chase in the opener series coming in hot. So we're super excited about all that. Um, but I think it's a pretty good place to go ahead and wrap it up, guys. I'm Jordan from Ducking Chronicles, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting, and we'll see you guys on the next one.